Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Game of Thrones After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424. 424- 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Game of Thrones After Show. Hey guys, welcome to Game of Thrones because Bing is for doing, and we're doing the After Buzz Game of Thrones job. Because <laughs> yeah, of, we are. Because of the. Works. Lack of a hand job. That was a terrible transition. I'm sorry, guys. All right, but joining me today, all the way across the table, the lovely Kristen Snyder. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. And next to her, we have a very special guest host with us, Kyle Maddock. Hey, you guys. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And guys, I'm Dave Klein. Sadly, Sarah couldn't make it tonight, but Kyle is awesome, and he will do a fantastic job, I'm sure. I'm trying. I'll try. I'll try. Kyle, why don't you fill everyone in on where you come from? Where I come from. The pots you come from. Oh, my gosh. Where'd you come from? Where'd you go? <laughs> uh, well, I'm originally from Rhode Island. I live here in Los Angeles now and uh, just uh, just doing my thing, watching Game of Thrones nonstop. But he's been doing Game of Thrones casts for five years. Oh, you want to know about that? Yeah, I want to know about that. We, uh, we want to give you some credibility. Okay, okay. Well, I've been, uh, I've been doing, for about five years now, I've been on a podcast of Ice and Fire, which is the longest-running podcast for A Song of Ice and Fire. And now we're talking about Game of Thrones. We actually have someone on the live chat, Lord Bond, Extremely happy, excited to see you on the cast. So I guess he must listen to Ice and Fire. Nice. There we go. <laughs> Good all thing right, I got that tweet fans out. already. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's go ahead and jump into the show because there was a lot of exciting stuff that happened tonight. We're going to save the big thing for last, like the show did. But we're going to start out like the show did with the Starks because we've got Hoster Tully's death the, to start off the show, and I was pretty excited to see that Ed, that they kept this in here. Where Edmund Tully shooting some fire arrows. Having a little trouble there. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> like, not representing well there. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved that they kept this moment in, because this is a moment in the books that uh, it just shows George R. R. Martin's writing where it's not typical fantasy, where the good guys are going to just always be good and everything goes right, and you just have this moment where the good guys just mess up. Yeah. And it's nice to see that, that humanity. And his uncle kind of has to step in there. Blackfish. And take over him. What's up? I love his name, Blackfish. No one else would remember his actual name. It's I just like Blackfish. That. <laughs> I want a new name. There you go. 
black lady. Yeah, he's mm, awesome. I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things, yeah. things just got a little crazy. <laughs> I kind of I didn't realize where that was going when I said it. Uh, but So we've got Blackfish needing to step in and take over there. And it, kinda, it is that moment, as you were saying, where it's it kind of humanizes everybody, too. It humanizes the who we... We kind of tend to feel like side with the Starks a lot of times, so it humanizes the Starks. Mm. It humanizes the Tollies. And um, for those of you who are kind of trying to catch up with the TV show or might be curious, Ed Moore, Ed, that was Catelyn's father who had just died, who we saw there on the raft, um, on the float, who was getting the fire and getting burnt down. The idea is that they die at the sea, and that's how all the Tollies die because they have the fish as their emblem, mm. and they kind of keeps with that theme. But we have Catelyn and Blackfish having a conversation afterwards um, over this happening. I thought that was really sad, the whole wait for me, little cat, wait for me, about her wanting, you know, waiting for her father to come home and then transitioning that into saying, you know, her children are probably waiting for her and she never came and not knowing their whereabouts. Hmm. It's it sad. Was a, it was another sad moment because last week we had her talking depressed about Jon Snow. And now this week, that moment with Bran and Rick, and she's just hit, getting a lot of losses, one after another. Just another hit, another hit, another hit. Yeah, things don't go, seem to be going too well for her right now. <laughs> and it, it's sad that she doesn't even get to see him before he passes away. It's yeah. It's a really sad moment. You know, she is really handling all of this well. We haven't seen her going crazy yet, which I personally would like to see, but uh, it's, not, it's not her way. She always upholds the yeah. honor. Yeah. Well, except for with Jamie. I was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little misstep, not a little misstep, a big misstep there. According to a few people, a very big misstep. Yeah, Yeah. just just a few people. I think uh, Card Stark wants to have a few words with her. A couple words. (laughs) (laughs) But we have um, Blackfish and Edmure pissed off at each other as well because Edmure had won a battle. And it was a battle that Rob never wanted him to fight. And the idea was that um, the Lannisters were marching towards Stark territory and... Rob had wanted them to keep on heading deeper and deeper into Stark territory, whereas Edmure was thinking, oh, well, let's have this battle and stop them from coming into our territory and just won a victory, but it could have been a bigger victory, according to Rob. What, do you, what did you guys take away from that tactical lost element? 208 men. That's a lot of men. That, that is a lot of men. But they took away double the amount, as he tries <laughs> to say. It doesn't matter. Um, no, this this scene to me really showed uh, Edmure's inexperience in wartime mm-hmm. strategy. No, I agree. And uh, just that he, he's all about the battle and not about the war. It's all about the glory. There we go. But Rob has the the full picture in mind and really uh, where each step leads. And you might lose this battle, but it'll lead to better things in the long run. Yeah, and on top of that, um, it does also show, not only does it show Edmure's lack of tactical knowledge, it shows Rob's great no- like amount of knowledge that he has and how he really is very gifted tactically in, in battle. When, mm. Not when it comes to the non-battle aspect of a war. Apparently, but for the battle aspect of war, he's very gifted. He knows what he's doing. I wrote down sexy demeanor for Rob. And he has a very sexy demeanor, according <laughs> to Kristen. He's taking control of that situation, okay. being a boss. He's got to be a boss. I know. What, 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 what scene hasn't Rob been sexy in? He's not always sexy, but this one I saw, like, ugh, you know? Just, uh, like a wolf. Yeah, like a wolf. Oh, and I loved, can we please go into that moment where the um, Martin Lannister's asking to Lisa, is it true that Rob turns into a wolf at night and that he eats the flesh of his enemies? And she's like, yes. I like that she said <laughs> so yes. Do I. It's kind of, so do I. Why, why not spread those rumors? Exactly. Sexy demeanor. What a good wife. But let's, uh, like, I want yeah. a wolf as a man. There we go. And... <laughs> 
But yeah, that's a, that was a great scene too. And I, I, the kids are afraid of Rob. They're they're definitely not. You know, I mean, you're a prisoner. You would be, but Talisa's trying to help out, trying to a little bit. Yeah. It's not a full moon. I think everyone should fear Rob. I think that's a good tactic. I agree. I agree. Especially Tyrone. Fear of God. (laughs) (laughs) But that's definitely another cool moment where we have uh, all these legends that surround him because he rides into battle with a wolf. And just how the legend spreads across the land, you know, without the internet, without Twitter and everything. It's like all these stories and myths just as as they progress towards the different uh, sides of the land, what they turn into. It's really like when you play telephone with your friends, if you ever played the game telephone. (laughs) You know, when you're a kid, you you say, like, whisper a story Mm -hmm. to someone's ear and it goes around the table. And by the time it comes back, it's something completely different that's evolved (laughs) into. And it really, it's kind of like that. It's like just this story of him riding the battle, as you say, is just evolved into he's now basically a werewolf or werewolf. Warg, sort of a warg slash werewolf. Like a super warg. Yeah, super warg. Well, I guess it's just a werewolf because he would control a wolf if he's a warg, so he's a werewolf. We got to get this technical thing right, otherwise people are going to hate us. Oh boy! Just uh, (laughs) playing telephone in this world. They're all just playing telephone. So what they're they're sending messages through ravens. Yeah, they do have sort of like the Twitter world. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. you got the birds. Uh, Lord Bond on the chat mentions they love the totally scaled armor, and I do think that was a nice touch too. I I agree with that. (laughs) It was beautiful. I definitely did notice uh, the Blackfish's black Tully emblem as opposed to Edmure's golden one. Uh, we've got another fan of yours, Eric Montag, on the chat. Also a big fan of yours, yeah. Kyle, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, so thanks, guys. Lots of love for Kyle tonight. Yeah. Let's uh, shift on yeah, over topics is. to the Brotherhood Without <laughs> Banners. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, the Brotherhood Without Banners. And we, we're in this scene where Gendry's helping them out. And Arya's not too happy about this. Uh, yeah, she she doesn't know what to think of these guys. I feel like she's so on edge, and she's so... We don't know who to trust, and she's been betrayed by... She saw her dad's head get chopped off by uh, by someone who was supposed to marry her sister. And I think she's really... You know, she's got to do some fast growing up, and right now she just doesn't trust anyone. Yeah, I, she definitely has had a lot of reason not to trust everyone around her constantly. But And the few people that she does trust seem to end up dead, sadly. Oh. But I, I love the scene that we get. I mean, first we get her pissed at the hound. She's still pissed at the hound, which is over the incident with um, the hound is the one who kills um, who kills Sansa's wolf. That is why Arya's pissed off at the hound. Also uh, because she uh, the hound ran down a butcher boy during the whole scene after right. uh, who started the fight with Joffrey. Right. Oh, you know what? It was actually, I'm sorry, that's right. It was uh, Ned Stark who killed the dire wolf yes. because he wanted to be honorable. Yes, it was the butcher boy. Mm. And that was uh, from the orders. He had orders to do it, but still, Arya's pissed off about this. And we get this really touching scene. I mean, it's, it's still comedy because it's Hot Pie, but I found it pretty touching where Hot Pie <laughs> does what he can, bakes her a wolf, uh, bre- bread in the shape of a wolf. Which no one bakes me tell. wolves. Aww. Uh, we'll bake you some wolves. Oh, thank you. We'll bring we'll bring them in some wolves, just and it for won't you. look like a wolf. That was the best part. Well, they have like, awesome, what is that? It'll have a super tail. <laughs> you know, what? it'll look like um, it'll look like Rob Stark, and we'll tell you it's a wolf. Ooh, even better. There you go. <laughs> Maybe that was uh, what a super wolf looks like. Yes. Super warg. Super, yeah. As a bread, hot pie's yeah, bread. Hot pie knows. It's just It's the tail, exactly. The I tail part. It, I thought it looked like a little dinosaur, honestly, the little bread. Yeah. That's I, what it looked like to I, me. But, it was um, like a little raptor. Apparently it tastes good, and Hot Pie's written out of the show. Bye, Hot Pie. 
<laughs> yeah, but he, he's kind of at his place because the innkeepers wanted him to stay, and all he really, he loves being a baker. He loves, he's not one for adventure. He's hot pie, guys. He just wants to bake some bread. Yeah, he is. Just he's let just him a, do what he, he loves. wants to bake. Yeah. Just let him do what he loves. He wants some of that <laughs> hot pie. It was so sad. <laughs> oh, my God. It was really, really sad. Uh <laughs> So Augustine Lee's wondering if we're, we'll ever see Hot Pie back again, even if he doesn't come back in the books, regardless. Well, Hot Pie for president. So there's yeah. your answer right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I would I would love to see him back, regardless. Hot Pie is going on the throne. I like, Iron throne. I like me some... <laughs> I definitely think that is... Throwing out a prediction here. I, I think that is one of those crack He's definitely going to be on the Iron Throne. Yeah, <laughs> Hot Pie on the Iron Throne. That's the prediction. That's when he'll be back. That's where you'll see him next. Uh, so, speaking of the Iron Throne, let's talk about King's Landing, where the Iron Throne is located. And we start off with the King's Council, lacking the King, but just the King's Council. And Tywin has basically set himself into ordering everyone what things to, that they need to do. So, the thing that we get is that, first we get news that Littlefinger is set, or Tywin wants Littlefinger to wed Lysa. Lysa Aaron, hmm. who, if you guys remember, is Catelyn's sister. A little crazy. Yeah, just a little just bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Since when is crazy bad? That's all I want to know. Well, it's bad in her case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it depends on what type of crazy you like. So apparently Kristen's type of crazy is breastfeeding at the eight when your kids are eight. Yep. So we know what your eight-year-old will be doing eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I, I move this These are their own. <laughs> nah. No. It's all coming back now. I'm a big fan of hers. <laughs> yeah. And then Littlefinger has that great moment where he's like, yeah, she's always into, She's always been into me, so won't be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Littlefinger's pretty cunning. And now that he's, as he says, titles seem to bequeath titles. I don't think that's, that's not the exact quote of it, but a title leads to more titles. And because now that he has Harrenhal, that's what why he's able to wed her is because as Lord of Harrenhal, all of a sudden he has a much more prestigious name, mm. and so he's building himself up in the world. But because of this, we need a new master of coin. Who are we gonna use? So we've got someone out of place, Tyrion, at the head of the table as he scooched over the chair, and Tywin decides that Tyrion needs to be the new master of coin. Which he's not too happy about. You know what? He's not happy about it, but I can just see he's going to use it to his benefit eventually. He's too smart for all of them. I don't think this is a bad play, and I think um, for Tywin it's probably bad, honestly, because I know Tyrion, and he's going to make things right and do things in his favor of whatever his plans are, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any one position that can hold him back. I feel no. like wh- whatever cards he's dealt, he's going to play, and he's that is play a great well. point. We've got lines down in the chat chiming and saying Tyrion was making the kingdom his move when he was moving the chair. It was like I am making this kingdom mine, and I will have this Ooh. furniture the way I want it to be. Taking head so, of the table, he was. Yeah, that so is a great point. By moving to the head of the table, thank you, Lions fan. And, yeah, so as you guys were talking about with um, Tyrion being cunning and just figuring out what to do, we get that scene where he's looking over the books with, um, I believe he's with uh, Bronn at that mm-hmm. point, later, later on, after Littlefinger gives him the advice. And he's like, I always thought it was magic when a Littlefinger would make money come. Turns out it's just uh, borrowing money. <laughs> so King's Landing in a whole lot of trouble. Always constantly in some sort of trouble for whatever position Tyrion lands in. So first it was that he's the hand of the king and... You've got uh, a couple Baratheons coming trying to murder you. And now as he's the master coin in this more peaceful, slightly more peaceful time, 
um, now all they're in so much debt, they're completely under their head in debt. Yeah. And they, what do they owe? Millions to Tywin, and then tens of millions to this Bank of Bravos, which I think is the first time we've yeah. heard about this. Yeah, right? we haven't heard of the Bank of Bravos before, so. And they will get their gold one way or another. They, so it's he's like a mob. pretty worried. <laughs> yeah. It's like a mob. It's the mob. You borrow from the mob. <laughs> that's what it sounds like, honestly. I like that. I think that's exactly what we're supposed to transition into. Yes, as Augustine Lee points out, it's the Iron Bank of Bravos, and he he specifically enjoyed this introduction to them. But we get um we also get this moment with Podrick Payne. So they go um they, they all go to Littlefinger's brothel at first, and Littlefinger gives some advice to Tyrion, trying to pry about why Roz was captured and. What exactly is going on there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Littlefinger's trying to figure out why Cersei would think Tyrion has any sort of connection with a whore, right? Like, what's going on? Why would you? Why would you suspect Roz of having this connection mm-hmm. with you? So, Littlefinger knows something's up. Yeah, he's always conniving, always and he's just playing the game, mm-hmm. always playing the game, always playing the game all day. There you go. But everyone suggests, um, little even Littlefinger, that Podrick should be knighted. And of yeah. course, Tyrion does that in his own way. This is what Tyrion <laughs> tried with. Um, he tried with. Why am I blanking on the king's name? What, what, are, we, what are we at here? We're we're talking about Tyrion <laughs> giving people whores. Okay, Podrick. And, uh, Podrick. He what? was supposed to knight Podrick, but instead he gives him four whores. <laughs> And wait, you said something about a king. The king. It was the time that he tried to give the king the whores. I was just Joffrey. Oh, Joffrey. Why? Yes. I'm sorry, guys. I, I have a long day. Wow. I'm very tired. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. It's my newbie status here. I apologize for that. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm sorry. It's so yeah. yeah it's a whole, fortunately it did not go the way that it went when he tried to give Joffrey the same treatment. No crossbows this time. No crossbows. No strange toys no. being used in weird ways. No, but it went much better for the whores this time. They didn't even want payment. And and we need copious details. Yes, we need some copious <laughs> details. So do you guys think that he actually went through with it or he got nervous and shy and didn't? He's gone for a while. My take was that he didn't prefer women and that he that's why they didn't want the payment. Maybe they just talked and they were like, yo, give this back to Tyrion, and they didn't do anything. But I don't know. Maybe he, you know, maybe he is not only awesome with the sword and protecting Tyrion, but uh, he's awesome with other swords as well. I don't know. It could be. <laughs> could be. He he's, just he's could be a master of swords. He's the master of all sorts of swords. <laughs> That's what I'm to say here. Well, I think he's the Dirk Diggler of Westeros. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, he, I never took him to be gay i just thought he was very shy he's just a very shy timid mm-hmm. kid and so apparently uh that leads to some skills in the bedroom in his case it does skills on the battlefield i'm curious oh okay <laughs> so now we know if you want uh some you know no. you know you want someone to just be shy <laughs> that's the way to get you curious there you go mm, i don't know about that. shy or lordly one of the two no not shy oh ladies uh, go after the quiet guys that's where they are Podrick. Podrick proved proven it for the quiet guys. <laughs> Standing out for the quiet guys. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Thanks, Podrick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we also get um, Jon Snow at the Wall. And, and Jon Snow and the Wildlings have made it to the Fist of the North, where there are dead horses everywhere, kind of making a big spiral um, type of thing. I, you don't really see any dead men in this scene, just dead horse heads. No, they specifically say that the dead men aren't there anymore. Because they're uh, white. Because Orel yeah. saw them with the eagle. 300 And now, 
Not 300 whites. And now they're coming for the Black Brothers. All right. <laughs> yeah, so the White Walkers army growing. The White Walkers army growing. And, um, Look at that little guy. Yeah, he's so not We need to name cute. him. Can we name him? Yeah. You're on the spot. Come up with a name. Oh, gosh. We'll get back know. to it. Crow killer. <laughs> crow, all right. Crow killer. He's a large little crow killer. <laughs> He's too cute for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's why he kills the bird crows. He doesn't, that's why he's small like this. He hop, yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing, actually. Uh, so, <laughs> just amuse your imagination. So, Mance Raider has this conversation with John, and we got this big tease last week in the previews where they made it yeah. seem like John messed up big time, and Mance was going to basically say, like, we're going to hang him, throw him over the wall. And it's more of just this idle threat of, you know, um, we're going to have John travel to the wall and be part of the group that helps them get over the wall. If he doesn't help, then we'll kill him. Yeah, yeah, you guys got duped. <laughs> it was uh, definitely, uh, I-, I just like how Mance was so so casual about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, Tormund Giants Bane, go climb the wall. It's like, okay, that's only 800 feet of <laughs> sheer ice. Sure, no problem, whatever. Yeah, yeah not that big of a deal. But we will erect the biggest fire. Ever. He knows how to end a speech. Yes. That's for sure. Erecting fires. And on the side of the Night's Watch and the Crows, we've got Jor Mormont and Sam, and they are back at Craster's Keep. And Craster is so courteous to them. <laughs> kindly. A godly man, even. A very godly <laughs> man. Uh, he's godly enough to pay his dues to Little Crow and the other White Walkers. <laughs> and so... All of this, if you guys remember from season two, we have Craster, and where he's back now, and that's who this is. And Craster was the one who was marrying all of his daughters, and if it was his son, he would sacrifice them to the his gods, the White Walkers. Hmm. So we have <clears throat> screaming in the background. He's being pretty rude to everyone. Not exactly the the best host you could have. And constant screaming in the background. It turns out Gilly, who was pregnant in season two, is now having a child. And we see a little sword there. So, uh, <laughs> a little Podrick a little, sword. A little Podrick sword there. So it turns out it's a boy. Yeah. Not good for Gilly. I have some predictions about that. I'll save for later. But um, women having babies all day, I'm guessing, at Craster's. Yeah, day. you got probably. I mean, he's just. Making them happen constantly. And he's like, have her bite on a rag or my fist. So he's really considerate. Yeah, he's good, good with father. the ladies. <laughs> yeah, he's a great, great guy there. Craster, one of the best. I do think this is the first time in Sam's life that he has ever run towards a screaming woman, though. Aww. Oh, that's true, though. <laughs> He was talking about them constantly in season two, uh, constantly like referring back to Gilly. Like, man, remember when Gilly talked to me and Gren's like, dude, she talked to you once, man. He's got such a crush. Oh, he's so inexperienced in it. What like, do you mean? He's a walking feast oh, for funny. the ladies. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> walking feast for the ladies. Wow, this episode's turning so sexual. <laughs> That's what happens when Kristen's here. <laughs> That's what happens when you got Kristen at the table. Oh, I, know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've also got uh, another kind of outsider used to be, so used to be, just like John, used to be with the Starks. Now, we don't really know what he's with and what's going on. Theon Greyjoy being tortured, and his sister has this man with there who's set to help him out, and that's Yara, who helps him out and helps him escape, gives him a horse so he can run away. Yeah, he, um, this is an interesting character, um... I'm not entirely sure what 
I don't entirely... Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, Already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. You know what to think about this character because he, uh, he, he's just, I don't know, he's very confusing. Is he really there to help? What's going on? Like, uh, where did he come from? How did he get into this castle? What castle are they in? It's a very confusing situation going on with Theon right now. So I think we're with him in this situation where we don't even know what's going on. I like that, though. That we're, you know, viewing this situation from Theon's eyes. and um, Are you feeling bad for him even after everything he did last season from this scene? I don't feel bad for him yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it's easy, like, if you if you actually kind of took the year break, I can see people kind of forgetting. Because it's been a year, if you didn't, like, rewatch mm-hmm. anything since you saw the horrible atrocities he did to Winterfell. Other than the constant reminder in the intro. But, he, uh, yeah, he... I don't know. It's it's hard for me to feel bad for him because I, I still think, like, man, he just was such a dick in season two. He just did such bad things. And it's, kind of, it's catching up to him quite literally as he's being chased by these people who are holding him. And he gets knocked down and smashed in the head and is about to have another sword enter him. <clears throat> oh. Going with that constantly. You know <laughs> what? I feel like a lot of people who were like Theon, not appreciating their environment and the people around them, sometimes you just need to be drowned in a world of pain and you come out a much better man, so I feel like after going through this, it'll kind of wake him up to life. Here's hoping, because he needs it. Yeah, you hope so. Uh, we've got Ryan Whittleson on the chat saying that he wanted more torture for Theon after what he did. Oof. Those are all rough torture. That was a rough torture scene last week with Theon. Yeah, yeah I don't want ever, anything the, ever shoved under yeah, my fingernail. Yeah, the fingernail thing. Uh, we got a lot of these <laughs> rough moments in this show. Um, so he... We get this guy who helped him out, though, to escape. Apparently, master with the bow. Killing people left and right. He's got some skill. Ooh, we got Angai number two over here. Yeah. Uh, uh, you guys remember, Angai was the dude from the Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. They must have trained in the same school, because this guy was a, wow, he was good. I was kind of thinking they might have some kind of relation going uh, on. And there was definitely a, um, there was a Lord of the Rings moment here at Boromir at the end. I don't yeah. Know, spoilers, spoilers <laughs> for Lord of the Rings. When he shoots him from afar, and then he walks up, and the guy's covered that in arrows, was and he's like, awesome. Ah, point blank. Hey, any Lord of the Rings reference is a good reference, I think. Yeah. I say, especially when you're talking Game of Thrones. You I think it's okay. You don't know, you better ask somebody. <laughs> you don't know, you better ask. And I thought it was interesting, though, that he throws out afterwards when he's talking to Theon. He says, winter is coming. So he uses the Stark mantra. Yeah, there. It, mm-hmm. it got me thinking. Is it like, he's supposed to be sent from Yara, but he's saying the Winterfell words? Right, and... which I was confused by. I'm like, the Ironborn wouldn't say that. You wouldn't think. Yeah, that, that threw me for a loop. I don't know what to think about that. Yeah. What's going on here? Oh, what's happening? <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh, what happened? Um, uh, we'll see, because uh, right now he's if uh, he's killing he's killing these men and he's just saving Theon. So right now I got to believe him. Yeah, like, I mean you kind of have to like, at this point, but it's just 
Do you guys it, think Yaro was out there? Do you think his sister was even out there? At first, I thought the arrows were coming from her. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Yara's good. And then, the, <laughs> and then he yeah. walked out of the woods, and I was like, no, that can't I, be. I really, I thought it might have been like the Brotherhood with banners at first, because I was just like, maybe they're in this mm-hmm. neck of the woods. You never know, because they would probably be against any lords or anything like this happening. They mm-hmm. seem to be for righteousness. And you see some random dude about to get butt raped. Maybe they're like, let's help out this guy. Yeah, very possibly. And we, and like I said. So that's kind of what I thought, but no. Nah. Yeah, because we don't know where Theon is, so he could be. Yeah, near Arya and the Brotherhood. We don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, before we move on, I do want to say, guys, that we'd appreciate your support in any way possible, whether that be going to iTunes, go to YouTube, please rate, please comment, positive or negative, doesn't matter. We just want your feedback so we know how we can make this show the best possible we can for you guys. We'll definitely take your feedback into consideration. And you can go to the live chat. You've heard us interacting with you guys on the live chat. That's at AfterBuzzTV.com. Typically 8 to 9 p.m. Tonight we're a little bit early, but typically we will be on at 8 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. So definitely check us out. So let's yeah. move on with that said <laughs> to Stannis Baratheon. The real king. <laughs> always a bowl of fun, this guy. Oh, yeah. Always such a happy guy, right? He is. I mean, every time you see him, he's just all smiles, puppy dogs, <laughs> and rainbows. And we see, he's sad because Melisandre, or as they, I keep on hearing Melisandre, but I, I think you pronounce Melisandre. Well, is, she's French mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah, apparently she's <laughs> French, Melisandre. <laughs> like, yeah, so Melisandre is, she's leaving, and Stannis wants her to stay, not happy that she's leaving. And she has this other alternate plan for him. Yeah, when the scene opened, I was like, why is she leaving? I I, I didn't quite know, but as the scene progressed, we find out that she is off to find someone with king's blood, is what I got out of this. Yeah, someone's with king's blood. The Lord of Light demands sacrifices. Mm. Yeah, so the Lord of Light demands sacrifices, and apparently Stannis' fire is burning low in his sword. (laughs) Let's just keep going there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like whenever Stannis makes some sort of inappropriate gesture towards her, she can just say that, and he's like, all right, fine, you win. <laughs> Eric Montag throws out how horny was Stannis tonight. Oh my! He was going for it. All I'm gonna say is that birth control for men uh, is needed for Stannis. Not only in this world, but just in he just life wants a today. son. I feel they, like they ha- have this problem. There is one. You just have to get a shot to your dick, and I don't want that. <laughs> no, they. Wait, you. is there one now? What? Apparently, Did it come out? They've been experimenting with one, but it's mm-hmm. literally like they inject your balls or your dick with a shot that stops it, you from being able to do it. And then in order to reverse it, you have to get another shot there. And I, I would know. not trust that to unhappen. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> no, thanks. Oh. I, don't, I don't know if that's the right birth control I'm talking about, but I just mean like to control hormones because females take it, it controls our hormones. And I feel like that's why we're more well-mannered, I guess, but I feel like if guys need it, it's just like we're humans. We're animals at the end of the day. I'm okay with being an animal. <laughs> oh. I'll be an animal all I want. A wolf all day. Where's my wolves at? <laughs> I'll be a wolf all day. But that, a little off topic there. So, uh, so anyways, yeah, Stannis Sponsored wants another son. Sponsored by birth control. Sponsored by birth control. So Stannis wants another son. That's his thing. He really wants another son. Could he be wanting another shadow baby? I think so. (laughs) Another shadow baby. Oh, shadow baby. Oh, baby, baby. (laughs) Oh, shadow baby. Oh, baby, baby. Daenerys. (laughs) So jumping on to Daenerys. Daenerys is hanging out with Barristan Selmy and Jorah Mormont. And she's... Uh, she, at first, we get her trying to help out this p- 
prisoner who's, um, or I'd assume a slave who's sentenced to die because that's just how they do things in Astapor. Mm-hmm. And he refuses to take her water because that's also how they do things in Astapor. What a great place, right? Yeah, you know, well, he'd rather die than live under a master anymore. The bloody bricks of Astapor. Oof, that was brutal. That guy was chopped up. Yeah, it's whipped up to pieces. But we get this conversation where Jorah... Um, Jorah really thinks that they need the Unsullied, whereas Barristan Selmy disagrees and doesn't want the Unsullied saying that it's not a good way to win. You don't want to come in with an army of not men. Like, these aren't even men. We shouldn't do that. These are slaves. Nobody will respect you if you come with slaves. And Jorah disagrees, thinking they need the Unsullied, and makes this point about there's a beast in every man. Yeah, like there me, is. Which is my point from before. <laughs> Full <Good>. circle. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, th- this is, um, well, Barristan comes from a place where he's he's one of the greatest knights in Westeros. And he's such an honorable, noble guy. And he feels bad that he, that he went with Robert after the Mad King died and everything. That he's just, he's, he's all about the honor. And to have an army of slaves that will just fight whoever you tell them to fight, but don't really care... Mm-hmm. is just so bizarre and so foreign and just uh, not good in his eyes. But then, as Jorah points out, it's useful because they won't be join your enemy. They don't want gold. They don't want anything. They're just loyal to whoever owns them to mm. the fullest. They won't betray you. They won't do anything you don't tell them to do. So All questions they are robots, been, yeah. as we talked about last week. All questions have been taken from them, and they will fall on their sword if you command it. Yes, they will fall on their sword. Uh, Lord Bond throws out this great quote that we should point out, which is, Rhaegar fought valiantly, Rhaegar fought nobly, Rhaegar fought honorably, and Rhaegar died. From Jorah Mormont, specifically talking about when Barristan was trying to use Rhaegar as the reason they shouldn't use Unsullied. Yeah. But Rhaegar died, according yeah. to Jorah. That's such a that's such a beautiful quote, and it's a, it's it's one of uh, as a book reader, it's one of my favorites, and I think it's often quoted on forums and everywhere. That that's just such a such a beautiful, beautiful phrase for Rhaegar. It's definitely a great point too that uh, Jorah makes in the end, and he pretty much, if Danny were choosing to sides, and this is what set her to, uh, made her decision for her, she chooses that side and sets out to actually go ahead and buy all eight thousand Unsullied. And when I first found out, I mean, even, like, from reading the books, that she was going to offer her dragon for them because she couldn't, they wouldn't give her everything that she wanted and Krasnus and all them wouldn't, I was just like, no way. There is no way. (laughs) Girl, you are crazy. You are crazy. You know what? I mean, I have a prediction about that because those dragons, unlike the Unsullied, they are loyal. So that dragon is not going to be able to be tamed by anyone but Daenerys, and it'll find its way back to its mother. It knows how to cook fish, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how to cook um, pie-pri. It also knows how to cook pie-pri. <laughs> so, flesh all day. <laughs> Lady Friend Love on the chat says, I haven't read this book, and I was shocked with Danny tonight. It's a dragon! It, it, and even like from the Even from the books, I was shocked, too, when that happened. I was just like... No, there's no way, no way she would ever do that. Yeah, it's it was uh, it was pretty unbelievable. There's a uh, moment, there's a part in the books about a history called the Field of Fire, where Aegon comes in with his three dragons. I think it's Aegon, I might be wrong with that. And he takes three dragons and just destroys an entire army, like just th- tens of thousands of people. Yeah, and just dragons are the ones who tore apart Harrenhal as well. That's why Harrenhal is destroyed the way it is. It was built to survive every army. Be, it was built to be the strongest fortitude ever created. 
until dragons came. Yeah. That was the one thing that brought Harren Hall down, no matter how big it was, no matter how well guarded it was. When Harren was building and he's like, we're going to make these huge walls and no one will ever be able to get past them. And all of a sudden, Aegon the Conqueror lands with dragons. So, so thick, it feels like you're walking through a tunnel just to get to the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I don't, I don't think we need to worry. That's all I'm going to say. So, Kristen, not thinking this is going to happen. No, but, it's going to happen, but the dragon will find its, its way back to its mother. Okay. So, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, the dragons definitely have a fondness for Daenerys. But Jorah, Jorah too, is very upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he thinks the dragons are worth more as an army, as we were talking about. Uh, and Lord Bond agrees with you, Kristen. A dra- uh, never mind. I'm not going to read that quote because that's a quote. Uh, Oop. Not going to read that. Uh, anyways. Spoilers. <laughs> this is a great, I love this this scene where um, the whole last season with Daenerys, we had her, oh, where are my dragons? And she was kind of, she was pretty whiny last season. And then this season, we have this moment where she's like, don't you ever question me in front of strangers again. This is what I'm doing. I've got a plan and you better listen to me. And I thought it was a great growing up yeah. moment. Yeah. Her. And something that uh, we talked about last season, Kristen and I, I was talking about how I loved Daenerys in season one. In season two, she was acting too much like her brother, and I really stopped liking her a lot season two, as much as I loved her season one. So it is nice to get her back to not being so whiny, as you said. That was what kind of turned me off of her. Hmm. So her pop says, Jorah is not impressed. I'm just thinking <laughs> of that awesome meme. So You know what Jorah is, though? Jorah is jealous. You can tell this. He's a little jealous of Barristan, just a little bit. Little. <laughs> a little yeah. jealousy going on there. He might have some little feelings for Daenerys. Nah, never. She's got two men by her side. I like her style. She knows what's up. Apparently, that's not <laughs> the way to do it. <laughs> uh, um, but Jorah, I just want to do this. Jorah is not impressed. You got to make the face if you're doing the meme. That was nice. I dig it. Sorry, iTunes listeners. I was making the face. What, what's the name YouTube. of the meme? Go to YouTube to watch so you can okay. see the face. Can we GIF that? We should, yeah, we make a GIF of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so finally, we've got uh, such an epic moment, but we're going to start just by the, the start of it with Jamie and Brienne. Wait, we didn't talk about how she got Miss Sandy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Oh, sexy Miss Sandy. Let's talk about Miss Sandy. Good yeah, point. Yeah, because I really like that. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys trust Miss Sandy? I really like her, especially that quote. Where um, Sandy was like talking to her about the army and 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 going to war and and not being worried about dying because all men must die, she says. And Daenerys says, "Yes, all men must die. But we are not men." That was a quote for Kristen of the Night. Powerful women, what's up? I think you're sitting next to me, and you're like, "Yes, yes." (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think she that. Daenerys is treating her really well too because you look at Astapor and the way the way they treat their slaves immediately she pulls her to the side and treats her like a human being mm-hmm. as opposed yes. to a slave and the other thing that I do want to point out for people if you don't catch it or didn't realize is that the language they're speaking I believe is the same language that the blood riders speak um, am, am I right in saying that because she understands everything that they're saying uh, Miss Sandy, not well, Miss Sandy. What Daenerys understands everything that the Astaporians are saying. Uh, no, they're speaking. Uh, well, Krasnus, the slave guy. Yeah, he's speaking uh, High Valerian, I believe. Oh, right, right. I'm right. pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, he has Miss Sandy as his translator because Daenerys does not understand him. Mm-hmm. Well, but Daenerys. Do- All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, but yeah, I, I do think uh, Daenerys is. Um, treating her well and i think that 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 would immediately build up a bond between the two of them and she always treats like her royal slaves well and the people who followed her 
from um, well, not slaves. That's the wrong word, but just the people who followed her um, from before, like her blood riders. She treated all of them very well. It's sort of more as equals, especially compared to Asapor. So I think there will be a good bonding going on. Yeah, and I think it's good to have a translator with because do the unsolid, you know, recognize that language? I mean, that's very true. Yeah, what what I, they must understand the Hyvalerian one. So yeah, definitely that. But anything, any commands coming from Daenerys? Yeah, she, they must not understand it. So yeah, so good. She, she needs her. Yeah, she absolutely. bought a translator. <laughs> yeah, um, just um, I'm trying to do less book comparisons, but there is something I do want to throw out. I just found interesting was that. They made her seem more commanding in the show by having Daenerys um, be the one who wants the translator, where in the books it was actually Krasnus who offers it to her. Um, it just says, like, this is my gift to you for making mm. a good trade because he's so excited to get a dragon. He, he's the one who does that. I just thought, thought it was an interesting choice that they made where they decided that they were going to give Danny even more power and make her seem more powerful, which is the reason I throw that out there. Very interesting. I didn't, I didn't remember that. So um, we've got Jamie and Brienne then. So Jamie and Brienne are traveling with the Boltons, and um, <laughs> Brienne is taunting Jamie now. So Jamie had been taunting Brienne the whole time before, and now Brienne's the one kind of taunting Jamie as they are being carried away. And Jamie kind of levels with Brienne and warns her that she is going to be raped. And he tries to give her warning and tries to help her out and give her advice so she won't be killed. This is definitely a, a budding friendship. Well, I don't know if I'd say friendship, but a partnership. Uh, yeah, an understanding between these two warriors. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I did like going back just a little bit um, how. Uh, Brienne kind of made fun of Jamie, and she's like, "Wow, you were supposed to be this big knight, and I, uh, I beat your ass pretty <laughs> easily. Like, I, I guess you're all talk." And he's like, "But I was tied up, and I was, you know, I've been enslaved for a year." And yeah, she yeah. just keeps on picking up. It's <laughs> nice that he gets a little dirt shoved in his face. Something I really like that she said is maybe people just love to praise a famous name. I mean, is that so not true to reality? That's as a well? little too that true. Is, yeah. yeah, because I. If you think about I it, I work mean, at E, and that is very true. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, in this world, you run up to famous people when you see them, and you want to take pictures with them, get their autographs, whatever. We put them on the pedestal, mm-hmm. on the high horse. Kristen, can I get your autograph after the show, by the way? Yeah, no problem. Right, cool. Can I get this one? <laughs> yeah, go yeah. ahead. All right, cool, cool. All right. Oh, my God, yeah. $2,000 right there. Oh. <laughs> Maybe more. God, you weren't what I thought you were. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, by the way you treat other people, you put them up on a pedestal. They are not there. It's the way you put yourself down by uh, by going up to them and praising them. And that's just our reality. We love to praise a famous name. Doesn't mean they deserve it. Yeah, not true. I mean, especially with a lot of those reality show people. Uh, I don't think they're so deserving. Ooh, my yeah. opinion there. But we get uh, the nighttime comes and... Brienne is about to get raped, and Jamie ends up deciding to help her out by bringing up Brienne of Tarth. Do you realize what Tarth is known for? It's called the Sapphire Isles. Do, 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 do. So he throws <laughs> that, 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 that out there. Sapphires, so. Yeah, so it's pretty <laughs> sapphires. Throws uh, the sapphires into the fate Locke's face. That's the name of this. I believe that's who he was talking to at that moment. I, I believe his name is Locke. The, yeah. This is they, there was a character in the book who they decided to take out Vargo Holt because I'm assuming there are so many characters in the show. You, you they have to make sacrifices and um, so I, I don't think I heard his name mentioned, but we were looking it up and we think it's Locke was the name of that character. Yeah. So either we're going to say Locke a lot and be made fun of, or yeah, we, or we <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> so let's hope we nailed it there. <laughs> but so he he talks to Locke about his kind of the the one who's the band of leaders with the Boltons in this this scene of who who they're all riding with and. 
Locke decides to call them off because realizing, like, oh, if it's the Sapphire Isles and I can get all this money, uh, don't want uh, Brienne getting raped there because probably want to get a big reward for that. No, she must be unbesmirched. So, yes, unbesmirched. <laughs> so Jamie's pretty smart there. He knows how to work it. He knows the game. He knows, like, the way to play people. Clever tongue. Or does he, as you throw out there. <laughs> so he starts uh, complaining about his chains, and he looks like Locke's going to help him out, give him a nicer bed to man sleep in. To man. Because, you know, he's like, you know, my father's Lord Tywin. He'll give you, like, more than you're worth in gold and money. And your generations to come will have titles and land. That's a good promise. Turns out uh, Locke doesn't buy into this too much at all. No grand illusion here. Oh, he kind of had me at the beginning. I don't know. Yeah. He, he looked pretty dumb. Like, he was like, oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay, and I was, I was kind of buying into it a little bit. Yeah. yeah I, I, was, I was wondering, too. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, is he going to buy into it? Because he was, seemed like he was buying it. Yeah. Then he uh, puts a dagger up to Jamie's <laughs> eye, plays with that, which to me is actually, <laughs> that's, that's the, like, oh. I, I hate anything with eyes more than anything else. That, to me, is, like, the thing that gets me. Oh. But how did they film that? Yeah, uh, I I don't know. They put a lo- like a rubber ball on the end of it and CG'd it. Is, is that what they did? I have no idea. <laughs> it's a green it's a green screen knife. That was in his eye. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I would hate to play Jamie in that scene. And then he chops his hand off. Whoa! <laughs> to remind him that his father ain't here right now. <laughs> Every time you're in trouble, you just gotta mention your daddy's name and you think everything's okay. But your daddy ain't here right now. Maybe next time you'll remember. Bam! Yeah. <laughs> you got that whole quote. Uh, and Kurt Pop on the chat confirming it is locked, so hopefully we're doing that right. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I was talking with, uh, with you about this earlier and... Um, Kyle and I was just like we were I was asking you and we were kind of talking about it because we both read the books and I wasn't sure if they were going to do this in the show just for the sake of costs and the sake of money because this is a very expensive thing to do that they just did by cutting off Jamie's and I figured that was why Tyrion lost his nose in the books and they during that battle the battle of the Blackwater they have it so it's just a scar hmm. and I figured that they didn't do that for cost reasons like that's got to cost too much money the show already costs a lot so I was kind of curious were they going to do this or not and when Locke started buying into what Jamie was saying I was like okay maybe they're not going to go that direction because it would cost so much money for him not to have a hand the entire rest of the show yeah. <laughs> he, he's not going to have a hand yeah. now well, I'm glad they went through with it though like yeah, wow yeah yeah. we were talking and we were, we were debating how they were going to do it and uh, there was the green screen option as in uh, Walking Dead I said there's a character that loses half his leg. Yeah. And I'm sure they had to green, green, green screen that out. But uh, I'm sure, um, uh, as I was saying before, I was, I was talking to you, uh, they'll just have his camera angles and his arm will always be bent or in a different way. Um, and he'll have yeah. an extra long sleeve. And you just won't be able to tell it's an extra long yeah. sleeve. So I think that's an easy cover as well, too. Yeah. I mean, good point. There are, yeah, there are good ways to do it. But it's still just that added, like when you're doing production stuff, it's just that one more thing you have to worry about, that one added cost, that one added question. <laughs> and every time he's on camera, so I mean, but more power to them, like crazy. So Jamie has no hand in it. He, if you watch him, he's right-handed, and that's what he uses for his sword. If you ever watch him fight when he was fighting, fighting Ned Stark, so that's his sword hand. That's the one that he fights with, and that's what they chopped off was his sword hand. Wow. So, and that's who Jamie is. Yeah. The, uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Jamie is his sword. He's a knight. They just took that. away his manhood. 
Yeah, yeah, they kind of, yeah. <laughs> going back. We're going back to that. Is he unsolid now? <laughs> Podrick is more a man than Jamie now. Oh. Well, Podrick is great with, Podrick's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Much more of a man. Wow. But, yeah, so what a way to end the show, though. Like, crazy ending. I I was excited to see them do it, and this was, like, a huge turnaround for the show. Because a lot of this show, so far this season, we began a lot of exposition mm-hmm. leading up to the big things that were going to happen this season. I feel like this is the first giant moment that we've had yeah it was uh it, it was big it was big and it, it was a uh, it was exciting and it was dark as the series yeah. really is and everything and i think uh i think this episode in particular really counterbalanced that where a lot of it there was a lot of humor in this episode Tyrion dragging the tear the whole yeah. the chair the whole podrick thing all these jokes and then all of a sudden the last scene just somebody loses a hand and yeah it's pretty horrifying we're always on the edge of a knife. It, I love it. It is definitely good that they do that, though, that they did it that way. Because you get because an hour long of straight drama can be pretty hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it was nice that they lightened up with a little humor with the whole Podrick Tyrion scenes. And then to have this harsh scene come at the end and the way that they layered that and leveled it out. But um, what did you guys think about the ending music they chose? Because I kind of thought it was a little out of place. <laughs> I was just like, man, this feels out of place to me, regardless of if you like the song or not, right after his hand is chopped off. I didn't, I didn't really mind it. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> I just feel like there's so many storylines in this show. I, I, if I wasn't taking notes and paying as close attention to it as I am, I don't know how I would feel about it following it. I don't know. It's like you get like two seconds with the storyline, and then we go to the yeah. next storyline. It's, mm. it's crazy. I love it. It's a little crazy, though. I feel like maybe, you know, I, I think I heard that their episodes are actually getting longer. Um, I want to ask you guys, who do you think uh, played the best game this week? I feel like it changes week to week who's playing yeah. the game best. I feel like, in my mind, uh, Daenerys played the best game this week. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. I think she's uh, really kicking it up a notch in this one. And uh, she's, uh, she's on the right track, I think. Although, if she loses her dragon, yeah, might not be the right track. I'm not but. worried about that aspect. <laughs> yeah, so depending on where that goes. But I, I think uh, Littlefinger was doing pretty good there, mm-hmm. building title to title. Even though he was pretty loosely featured there, I think he was playing it up pretty well. If I, um, but yeah, I, I do agree. Daenerys, uh, I'm getting on solely is going to be a huge thing if she does that and that works out. So um, she, she's playing it up. She's definitely working her angles. I think uh, Hot Pie won this week. Yes, Hot yes. Pie won. He played his game the way that he won. He yeah. won out. He gets to make baked bread. He got his throne, a.k.a. the Baking Iron wolves. Oven. Yeah, there you go, Iron Oven. So, That's a good one. Uh, Owen Harper points out, it's all fun and games until somebody loses a hand. <laughs> and that's Rachel Steiner on the chat. <laughs> Uh, and then Ryan Willison repeats that, which is cause awesome. And C. Pendleton points out that the Podrick scene was hysterical. So we got some fans of the whole Podrick scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I liked this episode overall. I thought it was a good episode. And a good way for them to do everything. Yeah, good episode. I loved it. So before we get to some predictions, though, I do want to jump on the comments from you guys that you left for us. So uh, we always appreciate your comments on iTunes and YouTube. So on iTunes, Buzz880088, thank you for commenting. KSwiz188 and Sasaki Yori, thank you for commenting. On YouTube, we had Nath King, Reglavacor, Kyle Foster, Regan Merchard175. Unax78, Philip Hughes, Brian Nichols, Jay Pinseth, Malk80, Drelliford69, Simply Too Ghetto, Miss Lane, David Poe, Reg Labcor, Envel10916, 
Uh, Thomas Olsen, Benjamin, Jack Carter, Finau, long name, Jack yeah. Carter, Jack Hammer 23, Gillette Wino, Omar Agatha. You got always a lot Omar Agatha, lots of awesome stuff. <laughs> Chaos 13212, Remus. We had a lot this week. Remus 0387, Jonathan Batts, Dylan Leo King, Charlie and Westeros and Agnor. Kyle Foster says, um, wants us to know, or was asking for um, us who have read uh, the book specifically, if we're enjoying the changes in the TV show from the books. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out my opinion too, which is um, for me, it goes back and forth. I, I, I like a lot of the scenes they add. I, I do like those scenes. The only things that I get sad about are the awesome action scenes and tactical stuff that they take out, which I, I accept as budgetary, budgetary things. No, I have to com- completely agree. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't have a different opinion with that. It, it's it's case-by-case basis where they've uh, they've been changing things up and some things are cool and some things are not. And yeah, the battles are always disappointing when you don't get to see them. And uh, certain characters that they've omitted. Yeah, uh, like I was sad about the chain from last season for um, those of you who read the books. But Miss um, Lane uh, comments that they get that she gets lost with the characters' names on the show. So this is helpful for her doing this. So we're glad. I'm glad you get something out of it. And actually, I want to throw out an interesting tidbit for you because you do get lost on the characters' names, which is that Roy Dotris is the audiobook voice actor for Game of Thrones, and he actually has, as the voice actor for or for the audiobook, the Guinness Book of World Records record for the greatest number of character vo- characters voiced in an audiobook with 224 just for Game of Thrones. That's specifically for the Game of Thrones book, the first one, not including all of them, which had even more characters. And he actually, for those of you who are curious, um, he's actually in season two, at, and he plays Pyromancer Haline, I think that's how you pronounce the name, who's the Pyromancer who has all the wildfire. So he actually gets to make an appearance on the show. Nice. Yeah, he's, uh, I think, I believe he's a friend of George's. And Yeah, he's a friend of George R.R.'s. Aren't we all? Yeah, he's like, buddy, buddy, buddy. Buddy, buddy with George. <laughs> he was actually supposed to play Maester Pycelle, but he came down with health issues. Yeah, so yeah. He, health issues. So he had to come back in a smaller part. He's a little bit older. Older yeah. guy. Guy, but, uh, and then we finally, uh, we got Jonathan Bass on the chat saying that he's, um, oh, pointing out that um, I confused last week the Boltons with Vargo Hoth. Last week I did say that it was, um, I, I kind of thought it was the brave men, if you've read the books, who captured, um, it, it was the brave men in the books who captured Jamie and Brienne. It was the Boltons in the show. And I kind of got confused, so I'm sorry, guys. I made a mistake last week. <laughs> My bad. Dun, dun, it's dun. A, uh, the Brave Companions. Or, yes, Brave Companions. There you go. I don't want yeah. them to yell at you again. Yeah, yeah. Brave Companions <laughs> with Vargas. Yeah, so. There you go. Uh, and then Jack Haber 23, since we were talking last week about who plays the best game and who's playing the best game. Uh, Jack Hammer 23 thinks that little finger is the best at playing the game, period. And um, we were kind of talking this week about it, so we don't, uh, who we thought specifically this week. So thank you guys so much for commenting. We love getting them, and definitely uh, give us your feedback, and we'll read some of you guys' comments off next week. So with that said, let's get to some predictions. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Looks like Sam is getting the crows into some trouble. Looks like he's going to probably help Gilly and take the baby boy away so that they can't trade it to the White Walkers. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen with the Unsullied and Dragon exchange that we're going to see. And if you guys remember, Drogon is the the biggest dragon. Uh, that's the black one. So that's the one that uh, Krasnus wants. So it looks like we're going to get to actually see that exchange next week, and that'll be fun <laughs> to check out. I think she knew that he'd want the biggest one. And you know what? That's also the strongest dragon. So she knows what she's doing. Don't you worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't worry, that's your big prediction. Don't yeah. worry. It'll all turn Don't out all right. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, child. Everything will be good in this Love show. Love that <laughs> <laughs> And nice. uh, we got Cersei uh, talking about how she hates the Tyrells. So back to what we were talking about before is she jealous of Marjorie. So she's not a fan of the Tyrells overall. Mm-hmm. And um, we got the Hound is going to be in the fights. So... Lots of cool stuff. It looks like we're coming up with next episode. Theon, Theon's escape. So we're going to see oh, yeah. even more with Theon. And that's cool getting to see that because that's, again, with book stuff. He's not in the books. And also, guys, um, I am curious from you guys because I got a lot of complaints last week about the book comparisons that I make because I, I really try to make it so the book comparisons are only things that will help to inform you guys further about things from the show. Like, hey, this is an interesting tidbit that might further explain a character's actions or major changes. I really try not to do anything else. But if you guys want me doing, a lot of people are saying they want less book comparisons. So if you guys liked Hide It this week, let me know. If you guys want more book comparisons, let me know. Because I'm really trying to make this something all you guys can enjoy. It's hard because some people love them, some people hate them. So I'm trying to find a good medium for you guys. But just let me know what you think because I do want to know and I do want you guys all to enjoy the show the best you can. So just send Dave hate mail or love mail. Or just send me hate mail. (laughs) (laughs) Or love letters. Or love letters. By Ravens. By, yeah, by, send me some ravens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> he's going to get love letters now, and you're going to get uh, baked bread, is it? What is it? Yes, yes. yes wolf some wolf bread. bread. Yes. What, what are you going to get? What do you want? I don't know. Dragons? I don't know. I wanna... oh. Kyle just wants the shy kid to get the, <laughs> the, shy, the limelight again. I was like, I can't talk about what I really want. Kyle. Oh, <laughs> what? Who's this guy? Passing off the sensual. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that does it for this show, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And once again, my name is Dave Klein. You can find me on Twitter at TheDaveKlein. That's K-L-E-I-N. Or go to my website, djk-online.com. And I have to shout out real quick, guys. Just started a new video game webcast with AfterBuzz TV. It's on Saturdays at noon, noon to 1 p.m. Pacific time. Check it out. It's called Game Control Live. You can also find it on YouTube and iTunes as well through AfterBuzz TV. So definitely make sure to check that out if you're into video games. Yeah. I'm Kristen Elizabeth Snyder, guys, and you can check me out at Cinematic Escape on Twitter, or you can Bing Cinematic Escape and check out my lovely blog. What's up? <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'm Kyle Maddock, and you can find me on Twitter at Mad Canard, like the duck. And you can also find yeah. me at podcastoficeandfire.com or a- at APOIF on Twitter for that. If you've read the books, it's a spoiler-filled podcast. So there you go. If you guys want that, you know where to go. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll see you next week. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. We'll buzz buzz you you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.